Double Game Week 19 is upon us. Jack, Robbie and I today discuss all of our options from the 11 teams that are playing twice. This goes from our premium assets to the cheaper differentials that could be crucial to our team. As ever, Jack will be providing an insightful stat of the week which features a jalapeno flavoured ice cream. And finishing it up with our thoughts for our teams as we look to progress through this crucial time of the year, this tough time of the year. Stick with us, stay tuned for the bird's eye view. Welcome to episode six of the bird's eye view. It is good morning from Australia, good evening in the UK and after uh, a bit of an average game week 18 with our three hits we cannot it's no time to rest we're going straight on because after the carnage of Covid it's continuing to hit but we've got a double game week on our hands and we're going to start off today's show by talking through the premium assets we've got 11 teams playing twice an Everton blank game week. What is going on this year? Absolutely ridiculous. But let's start off by looking at our premium options. And I'm going to go to Robbie Wellham. Well, thank you very much for the introduction, Bernie. But I am not actually going... I'm not going to talk about someone who has two game weeks. I'm going to talk about the person who has the most points in fantasy football this season. That is Young Min's son. Um, he's been fantastic all year. 134 points, which is more than anybody. Even though they don't have two games this week, I think he's still worth definitely having in your team because they are playing Sheffield United. Sheffield United might be on a little bit of a high after that win, but it could also mean they get a little bit, little bit complacent and Spurs absolutely smash them. Um, so I, I, he's in 62% of teams. If you don't have him in your team, I think you do still need him in the team, even though he doesn't have two games this week. He's, he still offers fantastic value um, compared to the other premium assets. And he's got the most points in the league. I, mean, I, I don't think I need to say much more. Um, you can include Harry Kane in this conversation too. Only got one point less than Son. So him and, him and Son, the two top scorers in the league. I've had them both for a very long time and I'm doing quite well this season. So I, I don't think there's any reasons to take either of them out, even though they don't have two games. What do you reckon, Jack? So Hyung Son Min has one double-digit return in his last six games, um, two in his last eight, one against Leeds at home, which, as the Birdman will tell you, you always back a goal scorer against Leeds. So... Mourinho's kind of tightened it up a little bit at the, at the, at the back, and that's much to the detriment uh, of Hyung Son Min and Harry Kane. And so I definitely would be erring on the side of caution with Hyung Son Min. I think he's still got a really high ownership, which does, as I felt uh, six, five weeks ago, whenever it was, the Leeds game, I really felt that on my overall rank. But mostly, I think he's lost a little bit of, little bit of his threat. So... If I had to choose between the two, which I, I have had to, I will still go for Prince Harry on the pens. You know he's going to nab any goal he possibly can, even if he's kicking it in on the line. Would you agree with that, Birdman? Yeah, I would agree with that. But unfortunately, um, 
we're all about the double. We're all about the double this game week. So, and in, in particular, I'm going to talk about premium options from Manchester City. You have Palace at home, Villa at home, and you have to you have to think they're going to score goals in those two matches. So I'm, you know, who I'm going to talk about is Kevin De Bruyne. He's, he's returning all the time. Um, an absolute class act. He's probably the most reliable option in Pep Roulette. However, saying that, I do think he's going to start on the bench against Palace uh, because uh, he's he looked really tired towards the end of the Brighton game. I think he would have been taken off had it not been for the scoreline being only 1-0. Um, and the reason why he didn't take that penalty, which I'm still trying to get over being a De Bruyne captain. Um, but uh, I do think he'll start on the bench. Having said that, he's going to come on and then he's got another home fixture uh, five, four days later, so there's a there's a bit of time between matches. Um, so I just think De Bruyne in City makes sense. Sterling, I'm going to keep away from, mainly because I'm still salty about that penalty. But in terms of City, I think you've got to have a City attacking player in there. And De Bruyne should be the one. That's a, that's a really, really interesting point, mate. I think with De Bruyne... Actually, with any City asset, City aren't the same free-flowing score. As I said last week, they're not banging four or five goals a week at the moment. And we thought they would absolutely put Brighton to the sword. And it was a low-scoring game, 1-0. Um, and they were really hanging on by the end of it. And De Bruyne, as as the Birdman said, looked, looked really, really leggy. No idea why he has handed over that penalty to someone that's missed his last three. Um, absolute dismay as a manager and as a captainer. Um, but you've talked about De Bruyne, we've heard about Hyung Son Min, we've heard about Harry Kane, but guys, he's an oldie but goldie, um, top point scorer for the last three years in a row, Mohamed Salah. Woo! So Mo, what are, we, what are we saying about Mo? He's actually only third highest so far this year with 125 points. Bear in mind, he did miss one of those games due to COVID. Um, he's Actually only blanked twice at home so far this season. He's got double-digit hauls in four four games this, this year or five games this year. So we know that when Mo bangs, Mo bangs hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that comes out so wrong. Um, but he's got United and Burnley both at home at Anfield. This United game is feels like a huge, huge moment of both team seasons. And we know that United are a bit shaky at the back. And Mo's gone off the boil since doing that interview about potentially going to Spain. And mm. you feel like this is the kind of game where he's going to want to put his name back in the headlights. He's top goal scorer regardless of blanking for the last three weeks. My question is, can he blank for a fourth or even a fifth time in a row? Oh, I don't think Robin? he will. Or Birdie, actually. Let's watch I don't, I'm going to chip in because I think that Salah is a must. I think he's had a little rest as well. Liverpool didn't play in the blank game week. I think Liverpool are going to be showing why they are title holders against Manchester United and Burnley. I think Salah has got to be in your team. As I'm going to talk about uh, Bruno Fernandes, who they're, they're playing against in that first game. He's one yellow card away from a suspension, which I think is so dangerous. So, so dangerous. Um, because especially that Liverpool game, you think Bruno Fernandes, the character he is, I feel like he could get a yellow card. I think mm. that Liverpool United game is going to be one of the fieriest we've had in years. 
Um, we've had a bit of Klopp, Solskjaer to and fro. So I just, yeah, bit of caution on Bruno. I mean, you're brave to take him out of a double game week when they're both away from home. But we've talked about a lot of assets. I'd probably consider leaving out Bruno out of all of them for De Bruyne. That's a big shout. I would, I would argue that De Bruyne, he, d- he seems to have lost this a bit of confidence in front of goal. And in yeah. the last few games, he's... He's missed some very, very big chances. I think back to the Newcastle and the West Brom games at home. He's 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 missed several one on ones recently. I'm not sure what the, what's going on. And we keep saying about Man City, ah, oh, this week's going to be the week they bang someone and like put four past them, and they just scrape a one nil win once again. And it's it's just been what they've been doing this season. Um, De Bruyne has less points than Rashford and Zaha at the moment. So yeah, it kind it kind of puts into perspective. Yeah, that how 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 little they're scoring. They're not really scoring many goals, but you just do think with City they will kick on. And again with Salah, like two home games, you've got to think he'll probably score in at least one of them, if not both. It's just you just got to look at his record at Anfield to see how good he is at home, even without the fans. He's been better at Anfield than he has away from home. So I, I think Salah is still a must-have in the team, no matter what his form is. He's he's blank for three in a row. Or I don't think he'll blank for five. Top. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I also think, just highlighting what, what Robbie said, De Bruyne has actually missed more big chances than any midfielder in the league with eight big chances missed so far. And also, he's really seeming to miss that clinical finisher in Sergio Aguero because he's creating so many chances for that front line and they cannot finish their dinner. So that that's losing him some, some big, big points from assists so far. Um, so it'd be interesting when Aguero is back from his uh, quarantine. If he's fit, if he's firing, does De Bruyne start getting big points? Unfortunately, we cannot have all of our premium options. We've got our 100 million budget, which means we're going to have to look for some delightful double differentials. Alliteration, you love to see. Yeah, it. you know, just what? It's just, part, it's just what I do. It's just part of part of the service just we what provide. I do. <laughs> it's just part of the service we provide at the Bird's Eye View. And so I'm going to go to uh, to Robbie first. I want four differentials, please. One from each position, all playing twice in this double game week. Who are we saying? Coming right up, Mister Bird. Right. So first off, goalkeeper uh, Lucas Fabianski. Um, he was injured last week. Well. Love their last game for West Ham's last game, which absolutely killed me inside because I transferred him in and he got injured in the warm up. So it's not like he was injured beforehand. Um, and then, and to make it worse, they kept a clean sheet. Um, he's 5.1 million, which is decent price for a goalkeeper. There are certainly cheaper, there are cheaper ones about, but there are also a lot of more, a lot more expensive ones. He's only got 4.0% ownership at the moment and he's playing Burnley and West. Brom this week. Um, they have a combined total of 20 goals between them this season. Um, Burnley with nine, West Brom with 11. So you've got to think there's a minimum of one, if not two clean sheets coming for Lucas Fabianski. Um, in terms of my defender, um, we've got Eric Peters. So I've said how bad Burnley are going forwards. They have looked quite strong um, defensively, particularly recently. Um they only lost 1-0 to Man United, who have been quite good going forwards, and they, they've started to pick up clean sheets. Um, and at 4.3 million, 0.5% ownership, 
He's the cheapest way into this Burnley defence, assuming Charlie Taylor will be out for both games with injury. And it's, it's a very low-risk move because he's so cheap. Um, my midfield, I'm going back to West Ham again. Um, I've been looking at Pablo Fornals. Um, he's 6.1 million, which you could argue is a little bit expensive for a differential. Um, he's got very low ownership in 0.8%. He's got two goals and four assists this season. Um, but like, like I mentioned, they're playing Burnley and West Brom. West Brom have conceded 39 goals this season. Um, West Ham haven't been scoring loads, but you'd still think this West Brom defence, even under Sam Allardyce, haven't looked brilliant. The only game they'd played well was against Liverpool, and they've been awful in all the others since he's been manager. So you'd think that there should there could be in goals in this game for West Ham. Um, with Antonio, he's coming back from a hamstring injury, so you don't know whether he's actually going to start. Um, you could you could maybe look at Jared Bowen as well, but I'd go Pablo for now. I feel like he's he's due a good score because he's he's a tidy little player. And then up front, I feel like I mentioned this guy quite a few times on the podcast, and I don't think I've even put him in my team once this season. But it's Ollie Watkins, um, six point one million. He's got eight point seven percent ownership. They are playing Manchester City, um, who have obviously looked very strong this season defensively. But um, I've mentioned before his double figures haul, double figure hauls this season have come against Arsenal and Liverpool, which are teams where he relies on his pace to get in behind. Um, and then hopefully just finish off a counter-attack. So I think this could play into Watkins' hands potentially. And then their second game is against Newcastle, who just lost to Sheffield United, for goodness sake. Um, so this that could be a big hit. There's a lot, there's a lot of um, discontent among the fans now. They're, this will have an effect on the players, no matter, even though they're not in the stadium, they would have seen it all on social media. People were calling for Bruce to get sacked. So I think this is a good time to be playing Newcastle as well which is why I went for Ollie Watkins. Interesting. Interesting, Robbie. So that's Robbie's four. He's raised the bar. And now it's time for my differentials, okay? Such is the outrage of my first differential. I've even Googled ice cream flavours because the ones we've mentioned <laughs> haven't been outrageous enough. And I found Fruity Tootie ice cream. So this is my Fruity <laughs> Tootie ice cream pick, okay? Alphonse Ariola. What? The Fulham goalie? Ah, oh, he must have easy fixtures. What? Chelsea and United? You're a madman. An absolute madman. Indeed I am. There's a reason I'm about 100 points behind Robbie. But Ariola's <laughs> got 2.2% ownership and he's made 59 saves in 15 games. But here is the key. He's kept three clean sheets this season. Not that great. But two have come in his last four games, and it seems there's been this shift, this confidence. I don't know what it is about Fulham, but they just seem stronger, particularly against some of the bigger boys, uh, grabbing a point against both Liverpool and also Tottenham. So let's not rule them out just yet. But that's that's Ariola. I've got another quite cool one. I, I think this one's a little bit less crazy, but um, what should we give it? Let's give it a, a dark chocolate flavor this one Craig Dawson but outrageously 0.1% ownership he's played two games so far this season and that's right Robbie I know you were thinking it and he's kept two clean sheets that man is in that West Ham team he's 4.5 million and he's got some delicious fixtures in Burnley and West Brom two home matches we know those boys don't like to score goals even though Birdie's thinking well Carlin Grant plays for them and we know about mine and Birdie's bet. 
So that's Craig. So let's move on. This one is pretty pretty tame in my opinion. So let's just give it um, a mint chop tip. Why not? Harvey Barnes. Surprisingly, 4.1% ownership, 6.8 million. He's averaging over two shots a game, five goals this season. And he's had two returns in his last three games, which makes him very interesting, especially now he's going to come back in with uh, James Madison and Jamie Vardy having a rest. I think Leicester are going to go out and really attack this double game week and really try and put their stamp on those top four positions. So keep an eye on Harvey Barnes. But finally... I mentioned him last week and I'll mention him again because he's worth mentioning. Mikel Antonio with Haller gone now. Antonio is relied on to play that striker position and only 3.4% ownership. Birdie, I can hear your shock from the silence from down under. But yes, 3.4%. He's had three goals so far in nine starts. He's had 19 shots in that time. Eight crosses as well. When you think about Thomas Suchek in there. That's interesting. And he's hit the woodwork once with two big chances missed. So, Alphonse, Craig Dawson, Harvey, Michael, or Mikel, I should say, they're my options. Birdie, beat that. Uh, I certainly will. I certainly will. My ice cream flavour of choice for my four is going to be a strawberry cheesecake. You know, something just something sweet just for all of you ahead of double game week 19. I'm going to start off with... Uh, you're, again, you're going to be very shocked at this, but uh, as Carlin Grant's injured, so he's not going to feature in this week. So I'm looking forward mm. to your your vanilla ice cream on Barry Island. Um, only thanks to injury. Only thanks to injury. But I'm going to start <laughs> with Sam Johnston in goal for West Brom. I am still going down the big Sam train. Um, I think they're they they they're desperate. They're absolutely desperate. Results and this is a gut feeling. You know what I'm like with my gut. You know, um, last week I said that Sheffield United um, they were going to beat Newcastle one nil because of Derby's one win in the previous season, which was one nil to Newcastle in their record low season. So my gut is is very reliable, and my gut is saying that in at least one of at least one of these games, West Brom are going to keep a clean sheet, and I think that is enough to get Sam Johnston in. He's going to make a lot of saves and he's going to get clean sheets as well. So Sam Johnston is my first differential. Then I'm going to go for what I think is a differential, mainly because of his form or lack of it. And that is Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think similarly to Salah, um, I think Liverpool are really going to turn it up against United. I think Trent, I've got, I've got a feeling that he's going to be back to it. Um, he's going to be desperate to try and prove people wrong. Um, so I'm going to go for Trent Alexander-Arnold. They've got Manchester United, of course, and then they've got Burnley. And Burnley, as we've discussed, do not like scoring goals. So I do think that's that's going to be a clean sheet for Liverpool there, as well as maybe some attacking returns, finally, from Trent. Uh, we'll move on into the midfield. I'm going to go for James Madison. Leicester have got Chelsea at home, Southampton at home, two teams uh, who like to press forward. I think there's going to be a lot of space. We saw that with Chelsea against Man City. Uh, they were exposed a lot at the back because they like they like to push forward. So I think Madison is a good way of unlocking that defence. He's been scored some fantastic goals since he's returned. Some big hauls. That goal against Newcastle was brilliant. I think Madison could be a lovely differential for your team. And then up front, again, I'm looking at Manchester City. 
They've got Palace at home. They've got Villa at home. And not just that, beyond that, they've got West Brom, Sheffield United and Burnley. So it's got to be a City player. Now, I'm going to say Gabriel Jesus is my final strawberry cheesecake differential choice because he, he came on in midweek for, I think it was 10 or 15 minutes. So I think he's going to start both of these matches. Obviously, Aguero's out. They need goals and he's a striker. So why don't you play him? And those are my four delicious differentials, delightful differentials. Guys, uh, Robbie, what's your thoughts on all of those? Right. So quite frankly, I think both of your goalkeeper choices are utterly insane. Um, I don't know why you went for either of them. I, I, I think Ariola in a couple of weeks could be an option, but the weeks he's playing against um, Chelsea and Manchester United is not the time to be putting him in. He's got better fixes in two or three weeks. So if I, I could see the logic of keeping an eye on him, but not right now. Sam Johnston has conceded 13 goals in his last four Premier League games. Stay away from him. We've I, I wouldn't go near either of those two. Um, I do like both defender shouts. I've got Trent on my team because at the end of the day, he is a 200-plus point-a-season player when he's at his best. He will get assists. He will get clean sheet points, hopefully. Um, but he's out. he is a bit out of form a little bit, but you just think it's a matter of time before he starts scoring big. So I do like that one. And I also rate Dawson as well because we saw how good he's been in the past in fantasy football, especially when he was at West Brom a few years ago. He's a threat from set pieces, and if West Ham are starting to keep clean sheets, he's a good option. Um, and I think this is a good week to have him in because um, of the fixtures, like I mentioned with Fabianski. Um, I think the two Leicester midfielders, you've got Southampton and Chelsea aren't easy games. I guess Southampton are less of a threat without Danny Ings, who's out with COVID, unfortunately. But So we may see a more disciplined approach from them than you otherwise would have been. So maybe that sort of that um, high line you were talking about, Birdie, might not be as much of a working work in, um, favour for Leicester and Madison and Vardy in particular. Um, and then the strikers, you've both gone for two people who've been out injured recently or without out of the team. So if they do start, I think they're good options, but I think it's just a case of whether or not they do start. Wow. I feel like Robbie's really, really hurt my feelings there. <laughs> <laughs> No, I see your logic, Robbie. Um, we know that you like vanilla, hence why you're 100 points ahead of me. But <laughs> what can you do? And if you're going to remember anything from this segment, guys, remember, Bird's gut never lies. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Last thought, I think uh, the Watkins shout, I think you've got to be very careful with Villa players um, because of their COVID outbreak. There's absolutely no guarantee that their matches will go ahead. So I think... Definitely be very wary of Villa. West Ham shouts yep. always strong. Not four nows though. That that's a bit stupid from you, Robbie. Mate, not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> Ariola is the most dumb shout in the world. Uh, Chelsea and United. United's away record, especially. I mean, it really just represents why Jack is struggling in the fantasy football this year. Um, <laughs> I just got no more words to say. Uh, these have been our delicious differentials, and. Uh, Go with the gut, go with the bird. It's time for Jack Ree's favourite part of the show. Oh, this boy. is the part when he 
becomes more than just a terrible fantasy football manager, but a brilliant statistician. It is Stat of the Week. Yay! And it's brought from yours truly, Jack Reed. Oh, wonderful. I know this is everyone's favourite time of the week. We've got lockdown, we've got Brexit, we've got everything going on, but this is what keeps us positive and motivated. It is Stat of the Week. I would consider it an essential. Thank you very much, Boris. So anyway, um, what is my stat of the week? You'll be pleased to know it's about a Man City player. Um, we've been talking a lot about Man City of late. Um, and it's about Phil Foden. His mother likes to call him Philip, but we call him Phil. He is now Manchester City's highest goal scorer in all competitions this season, despite the fact that he seems to have upset Pep in some way because he hardly ever plays, but he has eight goals in all competitions so far this year. I don't like what he's doing with his eyebrows, but I do like what he's doing on the football pitch. Birdman, what is your view on my stat? I think that's quite incredible that Phil Foden is Manchester City's top scorer this season. I would never believe that at all. And it just shows that 6.2 million, I think he was last time I checked. That is an outrageous, outrageous. I never thought that Man City's top goal scorer would be worth 6.2 million in fantasy football. And, you know, I consider him this week. Um, the problem is it's just dancing. I, I'm not willing to dance with Pep Roulette, with Phil Foden. Um, even though there's been a lot of press, you know, coming out in support of Phil Foden, you know, he needs to play more football, you know, he's English's best talent. Uh, but at the end of the day, we've got to follow what Pep does. Um, but yeah, you have to consider you have to consider him, see, see his minutes, see where playing on the pitch. He scored again in midweek. Um, so I think you have to consider him as, as an option. And if I see people put him in their in the team, I'll be thinking, you know what? That's that's a sensible shout, and it could be a really nice niche shout indeed. Robbie, what do you think? Philip? Well, I think it more highlights the fact that, that Man City strikers haven't been firing at all this season. Um, they haven't had any sort of consistency up front. Um, only four of those goals have come in the league, um, which, is again, is quite staggering because you'd think Sterling, like... Even De Bruyne would have more more goals than Foden at this point. So it it's an it's a very very intriguing interesting stat. But I think if if Man City had a proper striker in their team, so Aguero or even someone like, I think they should sign Erling Haaland personally because I feel like he'd get an absolute bag load of goals in this team. Um, it, it highlights what City have been all about this season. It's just grinding out one nil wins, keeping clean sheets, and get getting one or two. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think with, with Phil as well, I was having a cheeky look there. When he's played 45 minutes or more, he's only done that eight times so far this season. But of those eight, he's scored in four of those games, which is, is a very strong return, especially considering that City are only just now really starting to define their form. And, and I thought I had a quick look on this website of ice cream flavours and one really stood out to me here. And you'll never believe it. Under J, they have jalapeno ice cream, oh. which, do you know what I thought is perfect? It's, it's spicy, it's exciting, <laughs> it's unique, but my goodness, it could leave your eyes watering at the end of it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but jalapeno ice cream, I'm never having that in a million years. Uh, <laughs> I like spicy food, but I'd never eat that. I'm happy with And I think that's the wrong... 
that's the wrong way to describe Phil Foden because I think he's more of an option than that. However, at the moment, jalapeno ice cream, I think that's more Riyad Mahrez. He's been absolutely dreadful in the last few oh. games, um, which which has made me question why on earth Robbie put him in this team for his free hit. Um, but, but you know, I think that Phil Foden, uh, the cheaper options, is probably best midfielder out of the bunch. You know, Bernardo Silva's not really a goal scorer. Yes, he scored two in the FA Cup, but I could score two goals in the FA Cup against a weaker team. Um, so, I think that, uh, yeah, I think Foden's definitely the best cheaper option. However, especially with their fixtures coming up, I think the best shouts for City are at the back, Diaz, Stones and Cancelo. So, an unbelievable stat from our stat man, Jack Reed. Thank you, as always. Thank you, thank you. So, double game week 19 is finally here. What are we thinking for our teams? I'm going to kick us off. I was originally, I wanted to, to bench boost. I really wanted to get all 15 looking promising, both all, all 15 with uh, playing in both games this week. However, um, free hit just hasn't gone to plan. It really has not gone to plan. Uh, low scoring week. And I think it's a real risk with COVID. I think more games are going to be cancelled. More players are going to be ruled out. So I think it's going to be a bit of a risk now. There's going to be so many more opportunities to play a bench boost. Uh, I think it's uh, even game week 26 is filling up. Um, loads of teams have got games they need to catch up on. So I think bench boost is becoming more and more of a risk. And with that, I'm going to... I've got I've got a very strong starting eleven. Uh, you know, I think captaining is probably going to be Mo Salah. Um, just because he's got two home games, I don't think he can blank five times in a row. Um, that's my thoughts. Uh, and then looking onwards into the, the next few game weeks, I need to prepare my team, you know. Fo fancy football, I was going to say football manager there. Fancy <laughs> football goes beyond just this double game week. I know we've been talking about it for so long, but it's really important. Our teams have got to be ready for what's to come next. And I'm looking beyond this week. City, like I said, have West Brom, Sheffield United and Burnley. Um, and that's to go with Palace and Villa this week. I think out of those, those five games, they're going to concede one goal. Um, and with that in mind, I think uh, Diaz is an absolute must. So I need to get Diaz. I want to work him into my team. Obviously, Carlin Grant has got a shift, unfortunately, um, with his injury. He was, uh, he's been absolutely robbed. Um, he's definitely going to get at least 15 <laughs> goals this season from here on in. Um, but uh, I'm also going to have a look at Palace because they're looking so much better at the back. Like I said last week, since Tompkins has come back, they're so much more solid. Against Arsenal, they've just looked brilliant at the back. And they've got West Ham, Wolves, Newcastle after this week. So my man Mitchell, who's, who's done bits, um, he's, he's my boy. He's my boy Mitchell, 3.9 I got him for. I'm sure he's gone up in price now. Um, and I'm even thinking maybe double up Palace because those fixtures are looking lovely. Uh, I do need to get rid of uh, a few Saints players. They do have Arsenal, Villa and United after this week. But um, Salah captain, I think it's going to be a massive haul because I always predict a massive haul. <laughs> um, I'm going to get, especially the double game week, it's going to be 88, 88 this week uh, for Birdman United. Wow. Well, thank you very much, 97 point Bird. Uh, um, that was a great prediction la last week. Um, 
I guess, it, yeah, I, I think you've got some really good options there. And I definitely think you, Man City defenders right now are the closest thing to essential since Bruno Fernandes. Um, they're just they're just so solid at the back. And even like against Brighton, we saw that they were quite shaky, quite wobbly. Um, but they still managed to keep that clean sheet. It's, it's very impressive. And I believe I'm right in saying that... Um, John Stones and uh, Ruben Diaz and Edison, when the three of them have all played, they're yet to concede a goal this season, which is some stat. Um, but yeah, so with regards to my team, um, FPL being the cruel mistress that it is. So I loaded up my team uh, to have a full playing 11 of double fixtures, which included two Southampton players and two Leeds players. And that has been ripped from my hands, um, thanks to COVID. But we've said it's not, it's not, it's, we can't throw our hands up in the air and get angry because you've got to expect it this season. Um, so with regards to my team, as Birdie said, number one target without a shadow of a doubt is Ruben Diaz. Um, Luke Ayling, I think is going to be the man to make way without that double game week. I just don't feel as excited about him. I've had him for far too long. And I've not enjoyed it very much. Uh, thankfully, I have just over two million in the bank, so I can get ailing in for Diaz with with no issues and still have over a million left over. And then it's just weighing up whether I'm going to get rid of Che Adams or Patrick Bamford the following week. I'm going to give Che uh, the benefit of the doubt against Leicester. Um, I think Southampton will make chances against them. And without Danny Ings, he is going to be the main man. Uh, Andy Robertson's going to maybe stick for now. Uh, I'm feeling really confident about having Zuma in there as well. I'm probably going to take a bit of a risk and keep that armband on Bruno um, just because <laughs> if he can get through that Liverpool game without a yellow, that is two away games. And we know Bruno loves away fixtures. But if I'm honest, it might come down to the day between Bruno and Salah. But it'll be between those two. Um, so that that's where my team's at this, this week. Um, yeah, so I'm going to predict myself. I'm going to go a bit crazy with my predictions, a bit out there. And I'm going to predict 50 for the fourth <laughs> week in a row. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Calm down, mate. Calm down. Yeah, you're you're getting a bit ahead of yourself. Here, um, right, so like Jack, I have some Southampton and Leeds players in my team. Um, I thought I was going to be really smart this week because I had Calvert-Lewin in my team. I thought I'd get rid of him um, before his price dropped because it's obvious he's not going to be playing this weekend. And I put in Patrick Bamford. Yeah, you did. games this week. Um, Brighton and Southampton, which looked like, oh, yeah, fantastic. And then the lead Southampton game got called off. But I'm still, I still think Bamford will be useful. He's certainly a top striker or has been this season anyway. Um, so he'll still be an asset he's, he's quite highly owned so it's worth having him in my team I think a double game week if there is if there is a week to take a minus four it could be a double game week because you've got the extra opportunity to make those four points back Yeah. and at the moment I don't have any City players in my team at all um, I do have one million in the bank from this Bamford transfer in so Kyle Walker-Peters is looking, his position in the team is looking very dodgy now that he doesn't have two game weeks, um, a double game week, sorry. So, but sadly, the only City defender I can afford if I take him out is John Stones. 
because I'm 0.1 million away from affording Cancelo or Diaz, which is a bit frustrating. Um, But I think in terms of the armband, again, it's a toss-up between Fernandes and Salah. I'm probably going to go Salah. Um, In terms of points, I'm going to go for, I reckon Fabianski is going to save three penalties over the two games. And Jack Grealish (laughs) is going to score a hat-trick. Um, which means I'm going to end on 89 points. Ah, yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for Villa's games to be cancelled. I cannot wait. And then Jack Grease is going to be sitting there just combing his hair, uh, sitting in Robbie's <laughs> team like a duck. Um, so uh, this well, has been uh, this has been the bird's eye view. Thank you, gents, for joining me here down under. Um, I'm going to be tuning in at uh, 11:30 in the evening. Uh, for that brilliant fixture of Wolves-West Brom, where Sam Johnston is going to keep <laughs> the first of his two clean sheets in this double game week. Get Sam Johnston into your team. West Brom assets are the way to go, but always trust in Mo. This has been a bird's eye view. Thank you very much for listening and see you next week.